0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast
1: 103.1. Welcome
0: back to Coastview. I'm so privileged to have uh, Lee Bond with us today. He's the Chief Executive Officer for Singing River Health Systems. And, uh, and just an over, uh, you know, all-around great guy, somebody I've known for, for a lot, lot of years. I know how much he cares about his employees, how much he cares about the community. But before we went to the break, I'd ask him a question about how, how, how his team is holding up. I didn't want a, him to rush that answer. So let's come back to the question. How's your team doing?
1: They're doing great. I, I've been <laughs> very blessed in my career to work with some of the greatest teams ever, and, and here in particular – uh, we have got people that have a lot of heart and a lot of soul, and when you work with people like that, uh, as Lombardi said, they're never going to come off the field second. And I work with a a group of just talented winners, and uh, uh, this must be what it feels like to be on a championship football team. They're uh, they're great. Everyone them in their own right. Uh, we're in a good place, and they're they're doing very well, very strong. Uh,
0: yeah, I regularly say that that coastal Mississippians have in their DNA resiliency That, you know, we just, we know how to dig deep. We know how to rise to the occasion. And COVID's been a challenging situation, and people have really risen to the occasion just across the board. It's been amazing to watch, hasn't it?
1: It has. It has, indeed.
0: So, Garden Park Hospital, where the heck did that come from? Tell me more about that.
1: So we've had a relationship with Garden Park for quite some time. Uh, It's been years. Uh, We've worked very closely with them. We collaborate with them on a lot of things. Uh, We took their first COVID patient uh, here, uh, and we've worked with them on cardiac care. We've worked with them on emergency and hospitalist care and just uh, the whole gamut. And, And so they've been a really strong partner to us for a while. And we've worked with uh, their their parent company uh hospital corporation of america and uh you know they they have a concentration in florida the panhandle and over in texas and in louisiana some but this was their only hospital in mississippi with the way the world is migrating a small hospital like that you kind of need to be aligned with other hospitals and so it really made sense for them and for us it was a I think a win-win for both entities uh, to to do this. So it may be a surprise, but then again, it's pretty natural, and so uh, I think it's it's not not a shock for sure.
0: So for people who don't realize that Ocean Springs Hospital is also part of the Singer River Health System, and uh, you know you see um, you see Garden Park just being an extension of that, just just as Ocean Springs is.
1: It is. It's. Uh, it's. You know. It takes about from here to Pascagoula, It, it takes me about. Uh, well, I drive pretty fast. About 18 minutes, and I and I made it from here to Garden Park in exactly 18 minutes. So it's it's interesting that it's almost equidistant from uh, the center here in Ocean Springs. And um, you know, again, it's a it's an investment. It's a you know, I uh, I like to use the word instead of an acquisition. It's more like a merger or a partnership. Uh, they bring a lot of good things to the table. Their, uh, their their A rated facility. Uh, it's, it's 32 acres and 136 beds. Um, I mean, there's 136 beds in, in Ocean Springs, so a very similarly sized uh, property, uh, a fairly new property, and it's it's an investment more than an acquisition. It really is. It's a it's a great investment for us. So we're we're very very excited uh, for the people over there to join our family.
0: Yeah. So. You know, I, I've, I knew you as an operational guy when you were at AP, IP. You know, you're just a great operations guy, and you always enjoyed that, I know. But people may not realize that you're also a CPA, so you've got accounting and financial background. And in a situation like the Garden Park a- acquisition, you really played on all of your skill sets, and uh, it's really helpful to have a broad based experience to do something like that, isn't it?
1: It is. You know, again, I'm. I could not be more blessed in my life. Uh, the journey that I took, uh, you know, starting out uh, you know, as a CPA and understanding business principles, I've got that as a foundation. Interestingly, I'm more of an operations guy than an accountant. I don't even like the title CEO. I'm more of a, a COO, I'm an operating guy, that's what I do. And uh, just been able to, to, to lever that and, and ultimately in evaluating Garden Park, both making sure that from a financial standpoint, it was the right thing to do for our people and their people and uh, the stability of our entire entity going forward I and mean, then looking at operationally the things they do and do those fit together with what we do. And at the end, uh, the decision collectively by our team and theirs was it does. So it was a marriage made in heaven.
0: <laughs> so when you were at the University of uh, South Alabama, did you envision, I guess I guess basically, were you expecting to be an accountant for the rest of your life when you— started your your education?
1: No, actually. So I put myself through college as a carpenter building houses and running a construction career, which I loved, by the way, uh, loved that. And I probably would have stayed a carpenter forever if I thought I could have uh, uh, could have continued with that forever. But ultimately, I started out getting a business degree, and and then I realized that uh, to really get a good job, I probably need to get a little more specialty. So I ended up in accounting and, and got the CPA Designation, and I'm glad I did that. I wouldn't trade it for anything because I think it gave me a, a serious edge uh, to other uh, business folks by knowing, understanding the numbers uh, better. But, but no, I I thought my journey would take me into uh, something more entrepreneurial um, or something like that, and then obviously uh, getting into the, the CPA business. I got to see working with uh, Bob Cullimore. Got to see a huge spectrum of all types of businesses, from medical to construction to restaurants to power company to ultimately casinos. So, you name it, I, I got to see it there, and that was a, a big help in my career, certainly being a working as a CPA.
0: Well, you eventually made it to Grand Casino as the Chief Financial Officer. Did you work your way up in Grand Casino? Tell me about that.
1: So, I was working at a CPA firm in Gulfport with and Cullenberg, and Uh, an opportunity came open at Grand Casino's corporate office. And at the time, back then, it had just started. And it was the fastest-growing company in America. And so they had an audit position, uh, an audit manager position, I think, open. And so I took that, and soon after uh, working at the corporate office, I got to go and travel to uh, the two properties in Louisiana, open the Stratosphere in Las Vegas. And uh, that travel experience was also good. I got to see how... You know, everywhere you go, I think it was Ben Franklin said that, you know, in every person uh, I meet, I learn from them something. And I think it's the same way with businesses. So I learned best practices exist everywhere. and was able to take that skill set to the Grand Biloxi and worked there for about nine years, enjoyed that very much. And then, as you know, uh, Katrina came along. And uh, I'll be honest, uh, they had been bought out by a company – uh, right before Katrina and it just wasn't my you know, I like the family atmosphere where decisions are made at the property operational orientation and I decided I wanted to go in a different direction and that's when John Lucas called me at the IP and of course as you know at that time it was not exactly uh, it was in fact it was dead last in the market and I told him no twice and finally uh, he said I, I want you on the roster and if you know John uh, he's a great yeah. guy. Yeah one of my favorite uh, mentors. And so I said, yes, best decision I ever made. And that was a Cinderella story. We went from last to when I left, uh, we were actually first in the market in guest counts. And it was a great and amazing journey. And that's where I sort of became into more of an an operational role there and thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, you know, I had a really good relationship with John Lucas. Um, I mean, just, I mean, who, who didn't? I mean, he just was such an Easygoing guy, really enjoyed getting to know people. But it's interesting. I, most successful people I talk to, and frankly, just about everyone I talk to on this on this show, are successful. That there are these inflection points in their lives. You know, they they reach these crossroads, and it's just you know, based on that next relationship and what they learned from that relationship, then they it it set their career off in another direction. And you just never know. I think one of the one of the you know maybe one day we'll just do a show on you know, success and what success looks like. But, you know, I think people just have to pay attention to those moments and yeah. um, and just be aware that every, as you pointed out, every relationship and what you learn in that relationship has the benefit of planting a seed in you and you don't know where it's going to go. I mean, all you got to do is keep watering it and listen to what you're seeing and seeing how it broadens your, your point of view. So it's amazing how life shows you these twists and turns that turn out in very positive ways.
1: Yeah, I you mean, never know. I, I would have never thought that I would end up in healthcare. And then, you know, when John left to go to, you know, when the IP was sold, uh, we both knew we wanted to go different directions ultimately from, from staying with, with the company that had purchased it. And and so uh, he went to work for Hard Rock International. As you know, he's now the chief operating officer for Hard Rock International, traveling the world and opening a yeah. very, very well. I had the opportunity to go work with him uh, down in fort lauderdale and i almost did but there was an opportunity at this little place called senior for health system <laughs> going back to right. my roots from finance and you know i got a lot of roots here and i'm i'm just uh, so deeply rooted here that i decided that that i wanted to stay and who knew where the journey would take me and they needed uh they needed some of the the, the skill set that i was blessed with you know in that prior career you know business is business and being able to apply the things that i learned with john on that turnaround uh we were able to apply a lot of those same principles here uh, at singing river and turn it around based on you know just core business principles
0: yeah you hit the you hit the ground running there at singing river at a time when it needed someone like you who had this broad background who had you know one of the things about the casino is you get to work around some really really smart people and sharp people who well, i'm sure taught thing. you a lot
1: is the yeah. team? It's not me. I, boy, if I've got one gift, it's putting together strong teams, and that's, yeah. that's the thing that has made all the difference. Is the team? I hear
0: that. I hear that loud and clear. Well, look, we'll uh, look forward to visiting with you again. We're coming to the end of our time together, but congratulations on sort of turning the corner and you know moving the hospital system back in the direction of success. And uh, <laughs> I hope you continue to grow. And we'll talk to you again in a few weeks.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate okay,
0: it. Okay, Lee. Take care. This has been Lee Bond from Singer River Health Systems.